enjoy wild swimming. Um, so I probably, like everyone else, kind of took that up during lockdown. Um, have some friends that I would do that, mostly in lochs around here, but a little bit of sea swimming. Um, I got a paddleboard for my 40th birthday. I'm uh, Sheena Thompson and I'm from Inverness. But we were visiting friends up in Wick um, and we decided that this holiday we would go paddle boarding. So I brought my 40th birthday present up with me. Um, it was a dry day. It seemed a little bit breezy, but it seemed all right. And we um, pumped up the paddleboard um, and got down onto the beach. It seemed quite calm because there was a big dune behind us. So it's me and my husband and the kids. Um, I had my white suit on, um, so I was all prepared. Um, and I put our the I put some life jackets on the kids, but left them on the shore because I was just going to pop out for a minute and just try my sea legs because I hadn't done it for a year. Um, didn't so I didn't have any like um, safety vest on because I was just going to pop out for a second. I wasn't going to do anything major. Um, but I got on the the paddleboard and. Um, the wind pushed me out very quickly. So although from the beach, it felt all right. Um, as soon as you left the, sort of the safety of the dunes, it very, became very, very windy. But my husband didn't know that because he was standing on the shore. And I shouted to say that I was in trouble, but they couldn't hear that because the wind was pushing my voice away. Um, so I got pushed out into the bay pretty quickly into the middle of it. And I knew the tide was coming in, um, but I couldn't, paddle against the wind. I managed to turn, um, I managed to sort of reposition myself and um, I had difficulty getting the nose of the board back to the shore, but I eventually managed to turn around to do that. And I saw how far I was out and I figured I could probably swim it. Um, and I'm so thankful I didn't make that decision because I would have definitely drowned. There's no way I would have managed it. I could have swum that length on a flat cam loch, but I would never have managed to swim it in the sea. Um, but because I positioned myself a bit better, I managed to paddle um, for about 15 minutes, but had a castle to my left. So I was looking where I was in position relative to that. And I wasn't actually going forward at all. I was just in exactly the same position. My arms got really tired and sore. And I realized that I couldn't swim anymore if I'd fallen off and I couldn't really hold onto the board very well if I'd fallen off so I just lay down on the board flat um, and I hoped and prayed that someone would come and save me <laughs> um, and my husband was on the shore he um, realised that there was something wrong he spoke to another guy who was um, walking his dog because I was too far out and I wasn't coming back in again and he phoned 999 and the Coast Guard and the RNLI came out um, and they, they found me, thank goodness. <laughs> I realised quite quickly that I wasn't really in control um, because, because I couldn't get the, the nose of the paddleboard towards the shore so I couldn't push back in again. So I realised quite quickly that I didn't have control um, and then when I got right into the middle and I was really stuck then I started to realise that I wasn't, you know, wasn't going to manage to get in by myself. I understand that the Coast Guard put out an alert and it was a fishing vessel, I think, that first saw me and then pointed me out to the RNLI boat 
um, who, thank goodness, thank God, came and found me. I was lying flat and I heard the fishing boat. So I saw the fishing vessel and then I heard the chug, chug, chug and the bright orange of the RNLI boat. Um, so I knew I was safe. I was kind of too tired to try and sit up or do anything. I just lay flat. And I just didn't really, had no realisation that, you know, I was wearing a black sweatsuit because black is very slimming um, on a black board um, against the black sea. And I hadn't appreciated how little they could see of me. So they had said that they would have, they might have missed me. They would have done a sweep round, but because the fishing vessel pointed me out, they they could uh, they came pretty quickly. But um, uh, they, it might have taken another half hour if the fishing boat hadn't um, spotted me. I thanked God quite a lot. <laughs> I was very 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 thankful and very obviously very 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 thankful to the RNLI, and they were so kind and friendly and not judgmental at all. They were just such nice guys. Um, yeah, made me feel comfortable and at ease, very professional. Um, it was really helpful. When we got back to shore, they sort of pointed out, quite rightly so, the things that I should have done better, which made me really want to tell other people um, that paddleboarding is not quite such an innocent sport. And, you know, I'm in early 40s and I think that I'm relatively indestructible, but it just takes one wrong choice, really. Um, and, you know, and you can drown. Oh, honestly, I, I there's not a day that goes by that I I don't thank God for them because I would never have survived without them. So, yeah, I thank God for the RNLI and um, yeah, they're amazing people. <laughs> Things that I could do better, I would say, um, you know, my my husband. It was it was good that I had somebody with me, and I wasn't paddleboarding on my by myself because he could alert somebody. He's not a paddleboarder himself, and therefore maybe didn't quite understand, you know, how how quickly you can go out and get stuck. Um, but then neither did I. Um, and I probably could have briefed him better and saying, you know, if I'm not back within two minutes or something like that you should you know I'm in trouble um I was wearing all black um and you can't see anyone against black water and the water is black let's face it's not blue in Scotland um I should have worn a flotation device device most importantly which I never did um interestingly I was also told that I um, you're supposed to put your name and your contact number on the board. So if I had got out early and jumped off the board and got to shore, um, there would be a risk of a paddleboard just floating in the middle of the sea with nobody knowing whether there was someone ever on it or not. Um, so I, I'd never thought about that before. So that was really important to learn as well. Um, and I didn't have any way of contacting the shore. Would have been helpful to have some kind of device even a phone and, you know, some water cover protective thing. Um, but I, I hadn't done that either. There was a moment, you know, when I said, well, you know, I thought I could swim for sure. And I'm so thankful that I didn't do that. So, I, you know, I realised as I was paddling, oh, actually, you know, um, this is a giant flotation device in itself, you know, <laughs> so I should really be sticking on this. So made sure that my Velcro was very tightly around my wrist. 
um, and then and then just held on, um, lay on flat and held on so I couldn't easily get pushed off by the waves. Um, and I knew that the tide was coming in, so the risk of me getting pushed out past the bay and into the sea was less of an issue. Um, actually lying down, I don't know whether they are an ally or anyone would say this is a good idea or not, but lying down meant that I wasn't getting the wave, I, I wasn't like a human sail, so the, the waves, the wind wasn't pushing me out because I was lying flat. Um, and so I think that possibly helped, but it maybe didn't help in terms of visibility. I would say plan, plan, plan. Um, definitely look at good quality weather information. Don't go out when it's windy. Um, go out in areas that you know um, and just make sure that you've got a wetsuit and you've got um, a flotation device and that you've prepped people um, you know, so that they know what you're doing um, and how far you're planning on going. Hello, this is Jim Moyer and you've been listening to the RNLI's 200 Voices Collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Two Hundred Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.